Make your vision so clear that your fears become irrelevant. Anonymous. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast. And today we got Michael Strasner. Michael, I was going through, and I was kind of mentioning this right before the show, I'm going through like, I've been doing some work with Preston and I've done some work with Lewis and I'm going through like, you know, I, I really highly value what they do. It's really helped me. And I'm going through your like testimonials and case studies or your endorsements. And I'm like, oh, there's Preston. Oh, there's Lewis. Oh, there's 50 other huge names who attribute a lot of their success or at least have only amazing things to say about you. And I was like, this guy probably knows a thing or two when it comes to transformation and leadership. So I'm so excited to have you here because I think it's a fundamental topic if we're dealing with growing anything, success. Yes. Well, I'm excited to be here too, Lucas. I, I love the work of transformation and I have been committed to the work uh, for 33 years now. So started off at 21 years old and I'm about to be 55 and I am, I am committed and passionate about making a difference in people's lives and what's possible for people through transformation. And you've got the results to prove it. You have two books, Living on Skinny Branches and Mastering Leadership. Living on, skinny, uh, Living on the Skinny Branches was the first book. Mastering Leadership just came out, I believe, a few months ago. Yep, just came out in uh, December, beginning of this year. We'll leave some and links below for that. Yep. We'll leave some links to Amazon for that. You've facilitated thousands of seminars, workshops in the private sector, general public. You've coached and trained over 100,000 people in the last 30 or 33 years in the United States, South America, and Europe, to name a few. Um, your endorsements, your case studies, everything you put out, I've been snooping on you all morning preparing for this, is, uh, is really impressive. So I'm really excited to have you here. For someone who's like transformation, transformational trainer, coach, like what, um, what does transformation mean to you or what can someone expect um, going through transformation? Transformation, I would say the easiest way to describe it would be to break through to a higher level of consciousness or effectiveness in your life. And in order to do that, you change the context you come from, the place you you operate from in life. Think of it like a set of glasses. So I actually wear glasses. So we wake up in the morning and basically we rub our eyes and we open our eyes up and now we see the world and how we see the world and how the world occurs to us then becomes how we operate, how we shape ourselves and our actions and our behaviors. And so transformation and the opportunity of transformation is to become aware of what's working, aware of what's not working, and also aware of new possibilities that you can't see because we all have blind spots. Right. And blind spots are the, the, let's call it, possibilities that are available to us, available to any person, but they just don't get it or they don't see it because they're fixated on their rackets or their thoughts or their perceptions or their interpretations. And what I do is I work in partnership with people to discover what's important to them, what vision do they have, what goals do they have, what do they want to achieve professionally or personally, and then work with them to bridge the gap between where they are and achieving that. And it's much more than coaching because to me, coaching is a partnership where you and I are working together to achieve those goals. But in transformation, mm -hmm. we might have 
a breakthrough that needs to happen or a fundamental uh, redesign that needs to happen in order for you to achieve those goals. Because think of it also this way. Here's another way to see it. Everybody wants to be the quarterback on the football team, but not everybody is qualified to be the quarterback. Some people are an offensive lineman. If you're an offensive lineman and you're wanting to be the quarterback and you think you should be the quarterback, then you're going to be perennially frustrated unless you can find a way to break through, find a way to mm -hmm. transform. And if you don't do that, then you get to change your interpretation of playing football and change your interpretation of success. Can you be an amazing offensive lineman? Could you be the best punter in the NFL? Could you go to the Hall of Fame? Could you make millions of dollars? Yes, all of those things are possible, but you may not be the quarterback. So everybody wants to be the quarterback. Everyone thinks mm -hmm. they should be the quarterback. <laughs> but at the end of the day, let's be clear. Hello. Not everybody's Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure social media and the way uh, the way that media is going, especially over the last five or 10 years, um, is probably messing us up on some level as well. It's like we want what they want. But what is it we actually want? And that's actually a transformation that I went through. It was like, am I chasing something that I actually want or what do I want, not what I'm supposed to want. So that was a really big one for me. You know, you mentioned something there that I've never heard it that way is uh, increasing the level of consciousness. And I like that. That's, I think that's a pretty accurate description probably of transformation versus coaching. Yeah, I want to say that, you know, and, and I, I mean this in a honest way, in an authentic way, not a mean-spirited way, but I find most people that I come across are unconscious. They're unconscious about their behaviors. They're unconscious about their thoughts. They're unconscious about uh, how they're showing up and how they're being in life. All you have to do is go to any airport, go to any airport and just stand to the side and watch people. Mm -hmm. Just watch people for 10 minutes. It's like all of a sudden, everybody abandons, you know, politeness and mm. ethics and, and, you know, uh, working together, you know, like we're on the highway and, you know, of course in America we drive on the right and somebody coming comes on, you know, the other side. So you drive in the light in the right lane, you know, the whole thing, it's, it's yeah. relatively organized. You get into the airport, there's no chaos, lane. right? It's every man for himself. It's chaos. It's, it's, you know, people standing there in the middle of you know, the, the uh, hall, you know, just kind of wandering, looking around. They don't know where they are. It's an unconsciousness. Yes. And part of that unconsciousness is a lack of, of giving. It's an incredibly selfish way of being. It's a selfish attitude. And, you know, can you, you know, go to the side and, and wander? Can you stand off to the side and kind of just, you know, get your thoughts together and figure out what you're going to do? Do you have to block traffic in the middle of the road? Yeah. You know, that's my experience of a lot of people. And then let's say on a higher level, so that's just a, you know, a low level of, of spacing out. But on a higher level, you know, people know what they know, but people don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And how do you discover what you don't know that you don't know? <laughs> you have to be willing to look. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to seek feedback, seek coaching, seek someone else's, let's say, professional, educated, knowledgeable, caring experience of you. And yeah. most people aren't willing to do that. Most people don't want feedback. 
They want to go through life, you know, assuming they got it figured out. And so also, like you said about the Internet, I want to uh, kind of go back to that for a second. Yeah. Yes. You look at social media. I mean, it makes it look like anybody and everybody could be a multimillionaire. Anybody and everybody could be a coach. Anyone, you know, doesn't matter what your background is. You can get a certificate, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a successful coach that makes money, gets referrals and on demand. Uh, You could be an influencer, someone who posts, you know, uh, videos and cute pictures and all of that even interesting things, but that doesn't mean you're going to get paid. That doesn't mean, you know, you're all of a sudden going to be a Kardashian. It takes a lot more than that. It takes skill. It takes value. It takes hard work. It takes building relationship with people. So one of the things that I like to say about myself is I'm creating leaders, not followers. That was literally my next question is the, uh, one thing on most people aren't willing to do what it takes. Totally. Totally. I think we can all agree on that. When it comes to uh, transformation, right behind you, you have mastering leadership. Obviously, transformation and leadership are closely linked for you. So my next yep. thing was we have an understanding of transformation, but what is leadership look like to you? What does it mean to be a leader? And then we'll kind of go down that rabbit hole because leadership is something I'm super passionate about, especially lately. Every book, every workshop, every coach I can find to help me with leadership um, is my literally last six-month obsession. So I'd like to hear your version of that, uh, seeing your massive in the leadership space. Okay. So let me say that transformation is to, as I said before, break through to a higher level of consciousness, a higher level of awareness to discover, let's say my purpose and my vision in life and a vision. The way I define it is a declaration to create something in the future that has never happened or I have never done. And It is a declaration to create something that is either tangible or intangible and is mutually beneficial where every person wins. So, for example, a vision is not to conquer and destroy something. Okay, that's more of a what I would call a judgment disguised as a vision, because when I have a judgment, it's coming from self-righteousness and that self-righteousness always has an enemy. If you want to be right about something, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to make somebody wrong in the process. So that's, of course, a win-lose game. But a vision. Yeah. So a vision is to create something, declare something in the future. Could be a year, could be 10, could be a lifetime purpose to declare, you know, peace, abundance, love, unity, uh, freedom, uh, a vision could be tangible to start an organization or a business, a coaching business that, that reaches people all over the world and creates incredible breakthrough opportunities and possibilities for people to, to bridge that gap between where they are and where they want to be. I mean, so your vision could be tangible. It could also be intangible or a combination of both. And where leadership comes in and how I marry those two together is I see myself as a transformational leadership trainer. A leader is someone who operates from a vision and a set of values, a set of principles that go along with that vision. And they operate from that place. So a leader doesn't wing it. A leader doesn't make it up as they go. A leader doesn't cut corners. A leader doesn't uh, show up in life as a hypocrite. 
a leader is not unfaithful, you know, is not an unfaithful person. A leader is not a liar. A leader is not someone who cheats on their taxes. So a leader, in my definition of leadership, connected to transformation and the higher level of consciousness Mm -hmm. I'm referring to, is someone who operates from a set of principles, a set of values that are consistent with integrity, personal integrity, consistent with the vision and win-win and the kind of impact that mutually that creates mutually beneficial results in all aspects of my life, professionally and personally. So that's where that leadership component comes in. You, um, you, had, you had one quote, and I wrote it down because I, I liked it. Um, what makes someone powerful is when they use their energy and their thoughts to form the vision, to take action in life that's consistent with that vision so they can turn that vision into reality. It's fairly simple. Like logically, it's like, yeah, okay. And I think a lot of people define a vision or they start working on it and they know they're kind of aligned actions and they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Where are people going wrong when they go down that path or where are leaders and coaches and experts? Like what's, what's going on there? Because it sounds simple. Like, like anything else is pretty awesome. simple. Fantastic question. You ready? Mm-hmm. My experience of most people is that they are selfish, self-centered, narcissistic. They're not in it really for the vision. They're in it for self, some form of power, some form of money. Like when I hear about abundance from lots of, let's call it influencers, what they really mean is making money. They don't really mean abundance in love, abundance in, in empowerment, abundance in inspiration. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about the legacy they want to leave in people's lives. They're not talking about the the impact they're committed to making for people and what they want the world to be saying about them when they're no longer here. They're talking about building an empire. They're talking about me, 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 me. And so what I believe is a lot of people say they have a vision, but there's a huge distinction between having a vision and living the vision. In transformation, in the work I do, I work with people to live the vision. So if they're not living it, I confront them about it. I take them on about it. I coach them about it. So I have worked with lots of CEOs. And one time I was working with this CEO who was creating a lot of breakdowns in his relationships with his executive team. And when I asked him to tell me, because he was acknowledging that part, like he knew he had breakdowns. I asked him to tell me, so how do you talk to your people? Like, like take me through a staff meeting and what a meeting would look like with your team. And by the time he was done, it was very clear to see and very clear for me to hear why they were not enrolled in his vision because he was incredibly selfish. He was using these people that were working with him to fill up his coffers. They were, he was using these people as a tool to get results. And I hate to say it, and in business, you know, you could argue, hey, if I'm paying, you know, your salary, I should be able to expect to get results from you. Yes, of course. But human beings have feelings. Right. Human beings yes. have needs. And one of the needs human beings have is to feel acknowledged, 
to feel appreciated, to feel cared about. There have been so many studies about this. If you look at the number one reason that people leave companies when they're employees, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with a lack of acknowledgement, a lack of appreciation, a lack of respect, a lack of caring, not feeling empowered in their job. And so I don't care if you're brilliant or you're, you know, you, you make millions of dollars. It's, it's what people are saying about you. Like, look at Richard Branson. What do you mm-hmm. think people at Virgin say about Richard Branson? I mean, he looks like and shows up every time you see him, like he's the happiest person on the planet. So, I mean, he's empowering. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's connected. He was one of the first organizations, he did this a few years ago, to make it that your work week now at Virgin is a mandatory four days. Everyone must take off the fifth day. Who does that? Who right. runs a multi-billion dollar company that mandatory four-day work week and mandatory six weeks of vacation? He forces yeah, people to take vacation. Could you imagine? Then you wonder why he, you know, has this multi-billion-dollar organization that is impacting many different business fronts. You know, Virgin yeah. Galactic is next. Yeah, and the following, and the and the everything that comes with that of uh, of um, I'm going to not use the word following, but the uh, the the support. Like a lot of people support him through that. Yeah, totally. and they want to totally. play amazing. with him. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. want to play with him. In Virgin Galactic is the spaceship. He's got 200 yeah. people already paid mm. to go on Virgin Galactic spaceship right. that isn't even ready to take <laughs> off yet. Yeah, right. And those people, I think, have paid $200,000 each to be a passenger. So I, I read a lot of, of book- credibility. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, no, absolutely, 100%. I, I read a lot. Richard Branson is a uh, is a, a leader that I really study, and I also study the opposite, like uh, Elon Musk, just because of his vision, or at least how I used to divine vision, was like, mm-hmm. oh, his vision. But when you hear the personal stories within his company, um, he's human just like everyone else, and he has faults, and sometimes they're, uh, they're, they're faults that really hurt a lot of people around him. So what happens to these leaders who have a... Um, I'm sure you work with all kinds. Richard Branson, I think, is a yeah. prime example yeah. of someone who's figured it out and is for the people yeah. and is for the big. And then what about what happens to leaders who... I believe you could see success with millions of flaws. You can do it. You can have one or two tricks in the tool bag and see amazing success. But what happens uh, to those leaders who maybe don't fully uh, lead with the people in mind? Okay, well, you know, I think it all comes down to how do you define success? So I'm not judging Mm. someone else's interpretation of success. What I do when I'm working with people, coaching people as a leader, trainer, I find out what your vision is. If you tell me your vision is to have a company that's worth $100 million and sell it, that's your vision. Okay, great. I'm not going to judge that. That's what lives for you. And if that lives for you and ultimately the empowerment of people, the creating of an amazing team in your organization, those kinds of things are not important to you, then that's okay. I get to decide as a coach, do I want to work with this person? Mm -hmm. You get to decide who 
you want to be, what your vision is. And then if you want to find a coach or whatever, find a coach that will work with you. In my experience, there are lots of people that will work with people of of all different shapes and sizes. At this point in my career and, and in my life, you know, I want to live with myself. So I don't work with people just for money. I want to be able to sleep well at night. I want to be able to wake up and look forward to the call, look yeah. forward to the person I'm working with, and I want to be bragging about this person, you know, who they are, what they're causing, what they're creating, and 100% for themselves and other people. Right. <laughs> because that's the possibility of leadership, is to create opportunities for others too. Like the people I work with, some of my biggest clients, they're incredibly focused, not only on their vision, but also the vision of the people within their organization. And so what you have is an upward mobile, upward opportunity so that people don't see themselves with a dead end. Like, this is my job. This is it. And, you know. Uh, I've hit the wall and I get to decide if I want to stay here and be complacent or move on to something else. She creates opportunities and never ending opportunities for people. So there's always a what's next. And that's what keeps the fire going, the juice going, the passion going, the excitement, the energy, all of that. I love that. I love that. Um, Within that, maybe I'll just expand on one thing. This is personal experience, um, but it's my experience and it's true. But as you kind of get to the next level, I feel like when there's more responsibility, you have to step up to the next leadership role. Now, maybe you have, you know, you don't have two clients anymore. A lot of the coaches I work with, they'll have five, and then they go to 20 clients, and they can't handle, it's just moved too fast. So when my coaching company really started growing, and all of a sudden I had one-on-one full schedule, group coaching, workshops, uh, a team being built, and it happened so quick that I was having breakdowns on the, I just could not handle the, the next level. And I still face that, like when a new opportunity comes and more responsibility comes your way. And I think through that pain, I start seeking guidance and help and finding amazing humans like you to help me through that. Sure. So there is a journey through it. Like there's a, there's, there's, there's stepping stones that you hit. So I think a lot of people start something for themselves at first. I think that's a pretty natural thing, at least from my experience. Like, hey, I want to create something, some financial means, but that it doesn't last for very long. You finally hit the wall, you're burnt, and you're like, wait, is there something more? That'd be totally. fair to say? Well, yeah. let me, yeah, of course. Let me, let me say, look, remember what I was saying before? Everybody knows what you know. So, so yeah. you got into <laughs> your work and you were pursuing your work. Obviously, you were enrolled in what you were doing. You had a vision for what you were doing and it got bigger and bigger. So congratulations to you. That means that what you're doing is not just working for you, but it's clearly working for other people. You're creating value. And yes, it's also a double-edged sword because the bigger you are, the bigger the opportunities you have and also the bigger challenges you have. So one of the things that you get to do and every leader gets to do is in the game you're playing, we get to redesign ourselves, reinvent ourselves for whatever level we're at. Because whatever level you're at when you're in a startup is not going to work when you're in a second level of your organization 
when the foundation is established, you've hired people, so you're once or twice or three times removed from your customers. So now yes. you become more of a coach of coaches. So they need to be an extension of you. And that, of course, creates breakdowns too, because maybe they don't do it the way you would do it. Maybe your customers are like, wait a minute, I wanted to work with Lucas. You know, yes. I, I didn't know I was going to get, you know, the, the stunt double. I was big expecting time, big time, to get big the, time. the real thing. And so that, that becomes a challenge. And I think that for me as a human being, and I think for people, one of the greatest opportunities we have as a human being is the opportunity to reinvent ourselves. Mm. Most animals, mm. take, take a squirrel for example, squirrels are still doing today the same thing they were doing when I was a kid. Running around, <laughs> dodging cars, scared to death, nervous, Looking for 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 nuts, acorns or something. Hiding yeah. in trees, yeah, yeah. hiding yeah. in trees. But they are incredibly anxious, and they are the low hanging fruit for bigger animals and bigger predators. So right. they're still doing the same thing. The right. life of a squirrel yeah. has not transformed. But you, as a human being, me as a human being, we get to break through. We get to transform. We get to go to new levels, and that's where the juice is. People get complacent, people get bored, we get on automatic pilot. When you do that, you lose your edge. I'm not saying in my point of view that you have to constantly be building your business and getting more clients and more clients and more clients. I'm saying you get to create whatever it is that's aligned with your personal vision, your personal purpose. Remember the movie Jerry Maguire? I don't. I don't. But fill me you in. Didn't see I it? want to. I don't. I don't think I've seen it. No. All right, well, all right. Well, it was a fantastic movie. Tom Cruise was a sports agent, and he was working for a company that had a lot of uh, sports agents in it. They were all the football agents and baseball agents and whatever. Yeah. So the company wanted more, 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 more clients, more clients, more clients, more clients. So that's what the company wanted. Jerry wasn't happy with that. That wasn't working for him. He wasn't aligned. It wasn't his vision. So he wrote what he called a mission statement. And really what it was was a vision statement. And as a result, he was fired and ostracized from his company. Then he started thinking about it. Like, you know, did I make a mistake? You know, wait a minute. I, I had a cush life. I had all yeah. this money and all these things. Now I've got nothing. But what he really did was get clear that, yes, in fact, what he wrote was really true for him. And so one of the one of the lines of that was, you know, fewer clients, more personal contact, mm. more personal relationship. So he got clear that what he wrote in that vision statement, that mission statement was really, in fact, his purpose. And so that's what he evolved into a fantastic agent who only had a couple yeah. of clients and was very connected with them and and got to make a difference, got to make money, got to have his clients win and got to have the life that he wanted to live. So right. really finding that. that purpose, I think is important for all of us and not to allow ourselves to be bullied by social media and all the people that are, mm. that are constantly pressuring us to think that we have to, you know, build our business, grow our business, expand our business, blow it up to the next level. I can 100% relate. I love it. We oftentimes learn through pain. I remember looking at cars forever, finally bought a blacked out Beamer, 
After a month, I was like, I don't even, I don't actually want this. This is totally a status thing where everyone else has a fancy car on their social media. Let me buy one. Gone. I don't even own a car. So I love that. Define <laughs> what it is you want and, um, and don't get swayed. I really love that. Before I get into it, I want to start chatting a little bit about your workshops and what you have coming up. Before we dive into that, I see you say this word a lot. And some people are like, ah, like this word, like I don't believe in it or it's really important or it comes and goes. But you have a lot of content or a lot of ideas around live life with passion or find the passion. Um, you are naturally, I mean, you sound like a passionate person because you do what you love and you're fired up to get on podcasts and all this crazy stuff. What, what do you mean by that? You've got a few videos and a few pieces of content that basically say live life with passion. Well, I'm a father, so I've got five kids. And the passion comes naturally for children in their way they express themselves. So they don't hold back. They're not editing communication. So life flows through them. When they laugh, they laugh their whole body. Have you ever mm. seen a child mm -hmm. when they're laughing, like literally with their entire body? Oh, they when don't they care. cry, yeah. they don't whimper. Like, can you imagine like a three-year-old falls off the swing set and, and they're sucking it up and, and, you know, like, oh, you know, I don't want my dad to see me cry. At three mm. years old, you don't care if your dad is watching. You don't care if people are watching. You're crying out loud. You're, you're fully immersed in the experience. So when I talk about passion, I'm talking about reconnecting with the authenticity of being alive and being human. Most people are in survival. They're not living. Most marriages are dead, lifeless, boring. I look at most couples together and I say to myself, mm. I would never want to be in that marriage. There's no intimacy. They don't touch each other. They don't make eye contact. Most people sit on the couch with their husband, wife, or lover, and they're on the couch looking forward either to a TV or at their iPod or their phone or whatever. We're lacking intimacy in our culture. We're lacking intimacy in our relationships. One of the things that, that I do in my work is coach relationships. I've been coaching marriages and, and couples and single people for, for years and years. And I've actually, you know, I can't even tell you how many people I've matched up with other people. I've even married people. People have asked me to marry them. I mean, which is really an incredible honor. Um, but what I want to say is passion is experiencing life authentically so that when I'm happy, I spread it. I don't contain it. I don't control it. I allow myself to experience it. When I'm joyful, I experience it. When I'm sad, I experience it. When I'm frustrated, I experience it. And through experiencing it, I replenish my energy. You know, most people, as I said, are locked up. We're like in this zombie mentality where we're, we're anesthetized and disconnected and disassociated. And so what I do is I coach people, work with people, train people to unleash their passion, their love, their joy, their, their freedom. It's like, I'm married. I never talk, I never say to my, my wife or in reference about my wife, I never say the wife. Mm. Men say that. Mm -hmm. How is the wife? Mm. How do you refer to your lover 
your life partner as an object or a thing, mm. the wife. That's not the way you do it. So how you do it is you say, I'm married to Hillary. My wife's name is Hillary. Hillary is the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. She is a walking heart. She's brilliant. She's tenacious. She's gen generous. She's a giver. She's sexy. She's a yes. Can you imagine communicating mm -hmm. authentically and honestly that way about your lover? How do you think that relationship is going? I mean, my relationship with my wife gets better every day, better every month. Like, I can't wait to see her again. And mm. I've already seen mm. her today. So everybody wants to, on some level, have a life like that. And that has nothing to do with money. That has nothing to do with things. That has to do with expressing yourself honestly, authentically, and from your heart. And I'm 54 years old, and when I wake up, I jump out of bed. <laughs> I can't wait, can't wait to be alive, can't wait to be uh, connected to people, can't wait to give, can't wait to make a difference in people's lives. So what allows me to do that is being passionate. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. I have one thing that I ask absolutely everybody. You can take a minute or two to think about it if, if needs be. I'm not afraid of some silence. And right before we do, uh, you got a workshop coming up? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would like to, and what you got going on, if someone wants to connect or learn a little bit more about you, or if it touched them in some way, and they're like, oh, maybe I'm not living life at my full capacity, which I think we can all relate to, where would they find you and, uh, and learn a little bit from you? Okay, well, we are opening and launching what we call Boston Breakthrough Academy, and it's in, of course, Boston, where I'm from, so that's my hometown. I live in mm -hmm. Dallas now, but it's been a lifelong uh, adult life long professional vision to bring mm -hmm. leadership training and coaching and transformation. The work that I do and the work that I've been doing, it, it's been a, a, a professional adult vision of mine for really for 30 years. And so finally I'm putting it together and making it happen. And we have our very first inaugural training starting in September on September 13th, the weekend. And it is an absolutely powerful, life-altering, extraordinary, amazing, exhilarating experience. And the training will give you not only this incredible experience, but the tools to be able to create your vision and a life worth living. And it's an incredible process, incredible training. You can find out about us by going onto our website, www bostonbreakthroughacademy.com. And there is uh, somebody you can contact, uh, which is my business partner. Her name is Candace. And she can, uh, her contact information is on the website. And you can Amazing. get all the information that you need. I'll, I'll have a link for it below as well as any links to the, the, to the, um, to the books. Are you, uh, do you leverage social media? Are you on, uh, do you use social media as a platform to share your message? I do. I do. I'm on Instagram under Michael Strasner, and also Beautiful. we have Boston Breakthrough Academy. Yes. So we have two different uh, social media sites on, uh, sorry, two different uh, platforms. Are they called platforms? <laughs> Handles, accounts, accounts. Call it a two different accounts, account. yes. Yeah, there, there we go, we there go. we go. I, uh, yeah, this is, uh, technology is always new for me. 
Um, and then also on Facebook, I'm on Facebook Beautiful. as well under Michael Strasner and then Michael Strasner trainer. So I have two different, uh, two different, whatever. Beautiful. We'll put all that. We'll put all the links follow. below. One okay. question that I'd, I'd love to end up with. Uh, and I'm always fascinated by what people answer is where you are right now. Uh, 53 or 54, I think you said around there, 53, 54, I'll be 55 50, next month, 55 next month. Everything you've learned, if you could go back to you know, to the 18 year old, or if you were to leave this planet in your physical form, knock on wood. But if, if it was, if, if your legacy could be summed up and you could just share one little message, a sentence, two sentences, something that you would love to be, we could word it remembered. Maybe we could word it as serve, serve the world with this one thing. What would you love to leave behind with where you are right at this moment? Well, I would say for sure that there are a lot of opportunities that we have as human beings to accomplish and achieve many, many, many great things. And all of the personal things that we really want to achieve, money, status, fame, houses, cars, all the stuff. But at the end of the day, what I believe matters most is giving and generosity. People who are givers, people who are generous, are people that bring passion and joy to every relationship, to every interaction, and always leave whoever they were with in a better place than they were when they got there. So I make it a point to every single conversation, interaction I have with people to coach them about something or offer them something or acknowledge them about something or give them a tip or say something that will empower them. So I always am committed to giving and having the world be a better place than the one that I found in every way. Mm. Thank you so much. Super powerful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All the links below. Um, Perfect. I want to maybe say one thing because it was on my mind and I may as well express it. Perfect embodiment of what a coach, there's a lot of coaches who are maybe just starting. Maybe we've been doing this a few years. Um, and I'm always trying to find coaches who are, who are great to model. And everything you just said about service, about letting, or leaving people in a better space, about trying to help. About, that is the essence. When you embody coaching, if you're a coach, you're work is is your life it is it is who you are and if you can do that on a daily basis yes the online marketing stuff is important especially when you're starting in this day and age i love all that stuff but at the end of the day if you don't have what michael was just talking about um no amount of technology or facebook ads or or marketing strategies or joint ventures or partnerships is going to further your business or it'll be short-lived so re-listen to the last 10 minutes and write it down and make sure that you're waking up from that place and you'll be okay. If you're going to scale anything, scale your generosity. Super powerful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream. 
and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.